0: Hello, misfits. This is Kate. And I'm Kale. Welcome to Horrorwood. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hi, everybody. We are back from the holiday week. Well, holidays here in the United States. And we got our first Patronian. Kale, tell us about it. Welcome to our playground. Uh, Big shout out. I don't know if I like a playground anymore because we talked about the whole swinger thing. Swinger. When you were saying like, hey, let's swing together in a previous episode
1: oh my god I didn't even I that's already out of my mind not mine <laughs> oh boy well um as you had just said like now we have to say kisses our cake um I don't know where I was going with that okay <laughs> I Forget was it. like how does that tie in listen, um listen I am still I just like the jet laggy stuff is kind of still present so yeah I get I, it I, I get, get it. you know what I get um a an what are they, what are they called? I get like an excuse. I get a um a pass. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. There they there we are. Words. Um anyway, we're gonna go back to our shout-out. And our shout out yes. goes to none other than my friend Larry, or what anybody else would call her as Laura. Laura! Um, We are so happy and honored that you have um, contributed to us. So thank you so much. And I hope you're enjoying the behind the scenes.
0: Our very first Patronian. We are super excited. And you can join our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. Yay. Please come and play. (laughs) If you're
1: a misfit, you should be playing. Okay? Okay. But – We'll, well, I didn't we'll, say we'll swinging. Dis- I we'll didn't discuss. say please come and swing. I said please come and play. We'll,
0: we'll discuss the the description of the patronians. <laughs> all right. Um I also wanted to give a little shout out to Mandy. Mandy, well, you know who you are. Yeah. Uh she sent us a private message over the weekend and I have to say like it, it was so exci- I got all giddy. I was so excited because I don't know who she is. Kale, you don't know who she no. is. So this is like totally just some a stranger to us who reached out and just sent us the loveliest compliment and just said she's been enjoying the podcast and that she loves, you know, the research and finding out the details, which, you know, so do we. So And we uh, will now knight her into being a
1: misfit with us.
0: She's she's Mandy the Misfit. And um So thank you. We love getting messages like that because it really means it really makes us feel like, you know, lifted and just like,
1: yeah, like we're doing the thing. But we also get to see people enjoying the thing.
0: Exactly. Like I know that I I like knowing that, you know, people are into it and um, having a good time. So thanks, Mandy. And then I also want to shout out. Nick Davio, our music guy. Yay, Nick! If you are just now like getting into our podcast, then you might not know, but Nick is the guy who created that awesome theme music for us. That revolves in
1: my head after every introduction. Yeah, you know. (laughs) So, Nick, constantly, you're on my mind, and (laughs) I just love that music. It's so good.
0: He and his musical partner, John Francisco, have a new album coming out called Sparkle and Glow, and they have merch, people. And it is the it cutest. It is so cute. That
1: mug is so cute. And also, I
0: love the album title. I do, too. I so I, like
1: that I want to have a nickname of one of those. I don't know.
0: I'm just going to assume it's a Christmas album, right? I can assume I think, that, right? I
1: Yeah. That was my assumption as well. Because
0: like the the logo or like the graphic on the merchandise is um, a cartoon light bulb and a cartoon ornament with a cocktail glass. Well, they both have cocktail glasses. It's super cute. Um, they've got mugs and cards and stickers and fun stuff. So you can order some by just going to Nick's Instagram. It's mr.mr.nick.davio. So it's Davio. Uh, And he's awesome. So everyone go buy his stuff. It's the holidays.
1: Mr. Nick, thank you for being an OG misfit with your music. We appreciate you.
0: Yes, he really was kind of our first, I don't, not necessarily follower, but just, you know, he was in early in the game. And this is somewhat exciting, um, but I don't want to like get my hopes up too much. So... If you've been following us, you know that I am constantly looking up to see if there are any updates on the Christy Giles and Hilda Marcella cabrales Sarzola case. Just to refresh your memory, those are the two young women who were given drugs that were clearly laced with something that they were not aware of. They unfortunately both passed away. And the men that they were hanging with uh, dumped their bodies at separate hospitals. They did not seek help for them. Um, Monsters. Anyway, so David Pierce, who's kind of the main monster of this, he was scheduled to have his hearing in August. August. And we were so excited for August. We were like waiting for it. And then it didn't happen. I kept looking
1: after that too, for weeks and weeks. And then all of a sudden, like, like, you know, November came around and this trip and I well, I of... found
0: out why it didn't happen in August. It's because he got a new attorney. And so his oh. new attorney needed time to prep yes. the case. So the case was scheduled for October. So Christy's parents flew from Alabama to Los Angeles for this hearing. You know, the, the families were notified. They're waiting for justice for their loved ones. Yeah. And David got yet another attorney. So So he has he's had this is his third attorney now. He's going on his third for this upcoming Mm. hearing. So he's found this loophole in the system that is letting him do this where he is not breaking any kind of law. He can change his attorney whenever he wants. And every time he does, the hearing has to get pushed because the attorney needs time to prep the case, which then takes
1: more spotlight off of him. Like I said, I'll be honest, like once, like Halloween came and we Mm had, I just was, I'm always busy around that time through the holidays because it's a hard time in the school year, right? Mm -hmm. It drifted off for me even. And I'm somebody who's, you know, obviously I want to know, I I, um, invested into this, right? So- He, that is a tactic. He's using it.
0: Oh, yeah. He's I mean, it's totally on purpose. And it's been a year now since these young women passed away. And well, I should say since they were murdered. And so, you know, you you've got Christie's parents there who leave with nothing then. And you think about the money that they've spent yes. to make the trip, the time. time. The Mm. emotional stress. And at the end of the day, they're not getting
1: back the one thing that's desired to them.
0: Of course, they're not going to ever get their children back. You know, Marcella, Hilda, they called her Marcella. Um, Hilda Marcella cabrales Arzola. Her family, you know, is mourning her. Many of them are still in Mexico. They're never going to get her back. Christy's parents are never going to get her back. She had sisters. They lost their sister. And this fucking monster, David Pierce, is just like trying to, I mean, he's trying to delay the inevitable because there has to be a trial. So it's just like, stop dragging it out for these families. So as of right now, so this is, um, we're posting this on Monday, November 28th. His hearing is now set for tomorrow, November 29th. So we will be checking and refreshing the goog all day trying to find if there are any updates if he delays it again i'm gonna fucking throw a brick through a window i just it's crazy it's crazy that he's allowed to do that yeah
1: yeah i think there should be a cap to be honest i mean at that point yeah
0: i'm wondering if there is you know what pause for a goog check (laughs) is there a cap
1: yes thank you
0: Okay. So I think I found something. Um, and Kale, you can tell me what you found too. Okay. So what I'm reading uh, in is that there is no hard set rule set. Yep. in the U.S. Constitution. constitution that defines how long is too yep. long for a delay.
1: Yep. One rule of thumb is eight months. And then one thing I sat, saw at the end, the time limits and exclusion, it's 18 U.S. Code 3161. Getting this from law.cornell.edu. Any period of delay not to exceed one year ordered by a district court. So that sounds like that has to be an order from the court.
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah.
1: There's no. Okay. Now we're really getting somewhere. Typically, there's no limit on the number of continuances that a defendant can request. That said, a judge won't look favorably on repeated continuances.
0: Okay. Yeah. So eventually, yes, he can't keep this going forever. Uh hopefully this does not get dragged out any further because these families just need some justice and some mm-hmm. closure. Okay. So all of that said, we are gonna get to today's case. <laughs> it took us a while to get Thank there, you. but we're Thank here. You. So this case baffles me because as soon as I think I know what happened. I'll read or watch something that changes my mind. So let's walk through it. Bruce Beresford Redman met Monica Burgos back in 1997 when he was trying to decide what to have for dinner one night and settled on Brazilian food. He dined at the restaurant Zabumba, which was located in West L.A. and which Monica happened to own. Zabumba seemed like such a fun place. Like first off, it's called Zabumba. So that's just fun. (laughs) And it was a restaurant that would then convert into a nightclub. To it like a
1: nightclub. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I know of those. Yeah.
0: People would samba. It didn't matter if you were any good or not. Like people just had a great time. You would eat. You would get up and dance. And Feasting and
1: Dancing, two of my faves. I mean, it sounded like
0: a blast. And Zabumba was apparently the place to go to In watch. West Hollywood. Well, to watch Brazilian soccer.
1: If oh. there was a soccer
0: game going on, the place was packed. Like, you had to go early just to make sure you could get in. You, you know, parking was good luck because there were so many people there. Speaking
1: of, the World Cup is going on right now. Are you watching it?
0: Um, I'm not, but I've been, like, kind of following the scores a little bit. Okay. Okay. Well, so, I, I'm definitely putting my time in there. I'm not, you know, I'm not a sports person aside from baseball, so... I hope your teams win, and good job, athletes. (laughs) Bruce was instantly smitten when he saw Monica. She was his server his first night there, and he thought she was so beautiful. So he kept going back. And he was at that restaurant on a regular basis just trying to get her attention, which worked. He asked her out on a date, and she said yes. In an interview he gave to 48 Hours, Bruce said, quote, she was the most beautiful, engaging. Oh, she was just great. She was so cool. And very quickly I found that my relationship with her was different than any relationship I'd ever had before. And I was in love with her and she was in love with me. It was terrific.
1: And then what a um what a good um cute cute me, is that what they call it? A me um, cute. Me cute. I knew. Of course <laughs> you, I got You it. were I there. Heard. You were yeah. there. Yeah. Um, you know, story kind of had to have to um, you know, branded all together
0: yeah like she owns this hot restaurant she's you know a woman who's got it going on she is doing the thing and here comes this guy and he like kind of had to woo her you know to to get a date with her Mm. the two married in 1999 Mm -hmm. and had two kids camilla and alec so two years later they got married yes after two years of dating now let's fast forward 11 years Oh, yeah. We're jumping ahead and then we're going to come back. So just
1: follow so, this journey. Like two steps forward, one step back type of thing. Because you said we we're going to go on a walk together. So I'm just walk- I'm just trying to get my steps together. Yeah,
0: we're going to walk through it. We're going to do like 10,000 steps. You know, we're going to get all of our steps in today. Great. On April 8th, 2010, Monica's murdered Bobby was discovered at the Moon Palace Resort in Cancun, where the family was vacationing. Bruce immediately became the prime suspect.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So here's the thing. I honestly do not know if I believe he's innocent or guilty. When I first heard about this case, because I remember when this was in the news, immediately I was like, oh, the husband did it. And then when he was convicted, I was like, well, duh. And the reason it kind of got a lot of attention was because he was a hotshot producer in Hollywood. And so, you know, Media was interested in this case.
1: So on our walk today, we are going down a dark tunnel.
0: Oh, it's it's dark. Yes, and actually, that might not be the a, a choice of words I would want to use once you find out what happened.
1: Oh Christ! Oh, okay.
0: So, <laughs> so uh, I, sometimes just, I just talk too soon, and it's like I almost am foreshadowing
1: something that I didn't even know about. Like it's like yeah. I'm a, it's like I ESP or
0: something, but I don't. I mean, maybe you do. You're just connected. You're connected. I, for sure, listening to this on the news, I was like, he totally did it. Like, it wouldn't have been anyone else. But then as I was researching the case for this episode, the more I read, I thought, I don't think he did it. But then I would watch an interview with him and think, no, he did it. So So, I don't know. I can see the argument for both.
1: Are we going to find out if there was, like, another lover or if, like, there it was just like a well you're going to take us on this journey. We're going to find out a lot of things. Can you handhold me because at this point I'm like,
0: yep, yep, okay. I'm going to I'm I'm reaching, reaching. through and yeah. holding your hand.
1: Right. And now
0: we're going to we're going to back up and I'm going to I'm going to walk you through it. And then at the end I want us to discuss cuz I'm so curious to know what you think about it. And I will say
1: on our first well, it must have been the 3rd episode actually cuz it was the the finale of the Marilyn. Mm-hmm. I really did get a lot out of like putting out our opinions on what we thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, that was just like it, it, cause I actually think that it helped um, me digest to really think yeah. it through and, and actually try to get my own sense of what I thought happened. So
0: that's kind of what I do with Matt. Like Matt does not listen to this podcast mainly because I, I constantly tell him everything that I'm finding out. Right, 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 right. And so like I was talking to him about it and then, the more I would talk, I would change my mind about what I thought. So it's just, it's baffling.
1: I'm curious, was he changed? Was he, is he consistent on his thoughts by by having the conversation? He
0: didn't really, because he doesn't have all of the details I'm going to okay. talk about. So he didn't really give an opinion either way because he doesn't have enough information. Maybe he'll listen to the podcast then. Okay, Matt.
1: I'll send him a text later. I'll be like, <laughs>
0: Kelsey Slayers. <laughs> No one understands. We're like, what is happening? All right. So let me walk you through this. Monica Burgos was born on April 8th, 1968 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. When she was older, one of the first things people would say when describing her was that she was strikingly beautiful. Everyone said she was someone people were just drawn to. She had this energy that she wanted to be around. And she was a type of person who can make friends with people very easily. Like, just kind of that, like that magnet, you know, that magnetic yeah. personality. I can
1: so see her placed in the Brazilian restaurant now. Like just because it feels like a very energetic.
0: The minute that you said the name, I was like, "Ooh, like that. Yeah, vibe. it was just it was there were vibes for sure. It was popping. It was hot. It was fun. Her sister Gianni said she was very outgoing. Sorry, very outgoing <laughs> and self-confident. She was the flashy extrovert, which is probably what helped her run a successful mm-hmm. business. Absolutely. In 1994, while living in Los Angeles, she opened her restaurant, Zaboomba. She said, quote, I think it would be hard to find more fun work. After dinner, the restaurant would turn into a place for dance lessons, live music. I mentioned it was a hot spot for soccer games. D- is the restaurant still open
1: to this day? I know that she cannot run it anymore, but I'm just curious. It is not open. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: but it was just a fun place to hang out then. Bruce Beresford Redmond was the opposite of Monica. He was very quiet. Monica's sister Gianni described him as very well read, very eloquent, but not a very emotional guy. He wasn't mm-hmm. flashy like Monica. He was very steady, like even keeled, I guess you right, would say. Right, right. And this is what drew the two of them together because opposites attract. attract.
1: Not always, but sometimes, yeah. Not always,
0: do. but in this yeah. case, it, it, it definitely totally did. did. Bruce was born on April 20th, 1971, so he was three years younger than Monica. I was going to say both April babies, huh? Mm-hmm. Like Monica, he was tall. He was six foot three, and he did bodybuilding for years. He was like a big guy. Ooh. He was working in reality television as a producer, most notably for the show Survivor in its early years. Whoa, huh? That's why this case got a lot of attention. He was nominated for a Primetime Emmy three years in a row. He also co-created the show Pimp My Ride with a high school classmate of his, Rick Hurvitz. And he's produced a few other reality shows as well, uh, including The Restaurant with Rocco Despirito, The Contender with Sylvester Stallone and Sugar Leonard. And Bruce, so I just saw like some still shots of Bruce on the set of the contender he towers over Stallone and Sugar Ray wow whoa so then i so then I was like well how tall is, is Sal- he so that's just Stallone and Sugar Ray um they're both about five foot nine
1: Oh, I would have thought they were, yeah, a little taller. Right?
0: You just feel like on they're screen like, they
1: look taller because they're so brawny.
0: Yeah, brawny. <laughs> they're so brawny. <laughs> when, when Bruce and Monica got together, friends said they were a perfect match. Both were tall, opposite personalities, both mm-hmm. really smart and successful. I mean, they were both very successful in what they did. Together, they bought a $2 million home in Palos Verdes, California, which is one of the richest neighborhoods in Los Angeles. It's also considered one of the wealthiest zip codes in the United States. Wow. Yeah. It's right on the coast and is elevated a bit because it sits atop these cliffs. So you get these amazing views, Pacific Mm -hmm. Ocean, as well as the city. So it's just, it's gorgeous. And it seemed like they had a great life. They have two beautiful kids. They live in a gorgeous home. They both have successful careers. But unfortunately, their work schedules just weren't in sync. They didn't coincide. Yeah. As a producer, Bruce was often away for several weeks at a time working on a show, while Monica was working long hours at the restaurant. She often worked nights. So it was hard for them to find a lot of time to spend together. This naturally led to some problems within the marriage. According to The Hollywood Reporter, both Monica and Bruce had extramarital affairs.
1: That's something that I, you know, I hate to think this way, but I always feel like that's where my mind goes mm-hmm. when it comes to these types of stories and cases that it does usually deviate into like an extramarital affair or mm-hmm. some kind of. Yeah. And, and because there's nothing that drives somebody more than like jealousy, usually. I mean, as we learned from the last episode with Stephanie. Mhm. And or is that 2 episodes ago? That was 2 episodes ago. Oh, gosh. Yeah. This time I still yeah. in Iceland time. And the other thing I was thinking is, you know, marriages are hard. Relationships are hard. Yeah.
0: Marriages are hard even if you have perfect in sync
1: schedules. Yes. That's what I wanted to make sure that it's like that we we think about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're not seeing each other, that is a real struggle. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, Scott Johnson, who wrote this article for The Hollywood Reporter, said he spoke with Bruce on the phone, and Bruce did admit to two affairs. And friends of the couple said Monica had two or three affairs. I couldn't find any other source stating Monica had affairs. It doesn't mean she didn't. It's just the articles I found on this case really focused mainly on Bruce. And it was one affair. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to
1: say, with, which just actually makes sense, because if there are if maybe accusations or if there are wonderings that he was involved in sure. her murder, then they are going to bring that to the front. Sure.
0: And it was one affair in particular his relationship with a woman by the name of Joy Pierce that would be the catalyst for the events that would unfold. So now we're back to 2010. Joy was a casting director that Bruce would often hire for his projects. And there was some party that Bruce had invited Monica's sister, Carla, to. I think it was like a Hollywood party. Mm -hmm. Monica probably had to work at the restaurant, so he asked his sister-in-law, like, hey, do you want to come to this fancy party? You know, I feel like it was something like that. And Carla went. And so the two of them are sitting there talking. And then this woman, Joy, is there and spies him from across the room. And she runs up to him, sits on his lap, and wraps her legs around, uh, wraps her legs and arms around him right in front of Carla. That's pretty assertive. So Carla was like, the fuck? Yeah. So of course, Carla tells Monica about this, and Monica thinks, okay, sounds like Joy isn't just his casting director. Then she finds out that Bruce has been sending gifts to Joy. She found out he had given her a watch, and I'm pretty sure this wasn't a watch you'd buy at Target. Like, it was a really nice watch, an expensive watch. So she confronts him, and she's like, what's this about? And he said, oh, that was a group gift. I just paid for it. Like as in like a production Mm -hmm. gift because that, I mean, that's a real thing. That
1: happens, right? Yeah. And I'm just for the record, like if somebody wants to get me
0: from a watch from Target, I'll take that too. (laughs) You'll just accept any watch. Monica wasn't buying it. She wasn't buying Bruce's story that this was just a production gift. So she's reaching her breaking point. She's pretty sure Bruce is cheating on her. So she confronts him. And he confesses everything to her. Oh, in an email. In an email. Yeah, electronic mail. <laughs> yes, through a computer. that is the full the full name of email is electronic just case nobody mail. Nobody
1: knew. Yeah. Um. Well, that's wild. Wh- why? Why couldn't he just be like, "Yo"? Yeah. Got something to tell you.
0: It's real strange because this is a married couple and they're communicating through email. Right. Dear wife, it feels like the coward's way out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I do, but I will say this. I'm going to put this out there. I will say I, I'm not eloquent with words, so I'm not going to sugarcoat that at all. Clearly, everyone knows on this podcast I'm not. However, I will say usually when I can articulate thoughts into like written word, I do a much better job of expressing myself than just on point discussion and talk because I, I need processing time. Yep. It is easier to, you know... Write it out. Put it in writing. Yeah,
0: I do get that because I feel the same way sometimes. Like you want to make sure you have, like that you get everything Everything, out. Yes. And maybe
1: have that like laptop or iPad open if the iPad existed then and have it there for you, but still maybe talk in person or follow up with it with an in-person
0: conversation. Just saying, just putting that out there. I mean, I'm sure there was some follow up. (laughs) So in this email, he tells Monica that he was having an affair with Joy and that had been going on for quite some time. So Monica, out of anger, drains the bank account that she shared with Bruce. And she deposited all the money into her own personal account. Damn. She then took the kids on a vacation to Hawaii without Bruce. So this was her way of not only getting some type of revenge, but also just stepping away from the situation. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, she confides in her sisters, Carla and Gianni, that she's thinking of divorcing Bruce. So Bruce turned to his mom for advice. He told her about the affair. He told his mom about the affair and that he was having a hard time breaking it off because he was, in fact, falling in love with Joy. Mm. But he knew that he was hurting Monica. So it does sound like he had some remorse, at least, for what he was doing. And that maybe he
1: was torn. There was, I mean...
0: Yeah. His mom said the smart thing to do is to end things with Joy. You can't keep this up. Monica also began talking to Bruce's mom about the situation. And I've seen video interviews with her. She does seem like a lovely woman that you feel like you can confide in. I'm just throwing that out there. She, was, she seemed quite lovely.
1: And also the grandmother of their children. So exactly. she probably does want the best for the grandchildren, right? And yes. then also for
0: the couple. And just like, hey, maybe, maybe you guys can work it out. Absolutely. Um, so Monica calls her mother-in-law and is like, what should I do? Bruce's mom said, look, you have a huge house. What if the two of you tried having Bruce live in the guest room? That way it's not so different Uh for the kids. They'd have both parents there. Still around. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe some separation between the two of, of them could, you know, allow them to work on things. So Monica is debating, does she end things? Does she try to work on it? Meanwhile, according to an email Bruce sent to his girlfriend, Joy, Monica kicked Bruce out of the house. She changed the locks. Oh, shit. Yeah. And she told her daughter's school that Bruce was unfit and abusive and that he was no longer allowed to pick Camilla up up from school. Alec was three at the time, so I don't think he was in school yet. Which... Don't use your kids as bait for your adult problems. Like, that's pretty bad. Um, It just, yeah. Because
1: words hurt and a lot of times can't be taken back. Now that school has a preconceived notion about that father.
0: It's just, it's getting a little messy.
1: Mm -hmm. And hostile.
0: Yeah. A flurry of emails were then sent between Monica, Bruce, and Joy. Bruce tells Joy he loves her, that he won't be happy without her, and that he's going to leave his family so the two of them can be together. Whoa. Monica emails Joy, saying that Bruce is a liar and so manipulative, and that she, quote, wants to expose him so he can feel stupid. She also mentions that she's recorded conversations of Bruce's from inside his car, and I couldn't find who these conversations with, were with or what was said, but they clearly don't paint him in a good light. Right. Because Monica references them and says, quote, this is my embarrassing husband and even more for being the father of my kids. And at one point, Joy tells Monica, Bruce is not a man of his word. So that's what the girlfriend is telling Monica. Bruce finds out that his wife and his girlfriend are communicating and he's like, uh-oh. Uh, yeah. That's a pretty big oh. So he gets mad at Joy. He tells her Monica is texting you with questions and details, and you're on her side. So you've got this like whole junior high love triangle going on. Absolutely. Like maybe stop with the emails and you know sit down with I don't know a marriage counselor maybe. Be adults. Talk out your problems face to face. Right. And you and you have children. You exactly I mean, exactly be I role mean, models. Like yeah. if, if
1: you, if you can't be with your wife anymore, there are solutions for that. Mm-hmm. However, if you have children and you also need to be a mother and a father, there are strategies to use to make it so you're not dragging them under. Because even if they were being the nicest that they could be with them, now what are they doing when they're researching their parents? They're finding many things mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I don't know. That's just, it's harsh. Yeah,
0: it's, it's rough. So Bruce is emailing Joy that he doesn't like her communicating with Monica. And in the email, he's very loving to her. He's talking about his feelings for her. He calls her his little wing and refers to himself as Buckethead. Apparently, those were their pet names for each other. That does not make a bird.
1: So that's interesting because I've been thinking, oh, then he must call himself like the bird or something, you know, like
0: you're. Yeah, they're dumb names. It's just like is is little wing a, a known pet name?
1: not in my vernacular
0: (laughs) fly little birdie or my
1: vocabulary sorry
0: but bruce also refers to joy as his ride or die girl joy emails monica apologizing for the affair and said she acted out of what she thought was pure love she loved bruce she felt bruce loved her bruce emails joy again and i'm gonna read that email so let me just pull this down for a second Okay, it says, Joy, my last letter to you was not clear enough. I want to make myself understood. And in the last letter, that's when he's calling her his ride-or-die girl, Mm. little wing, all that. Our relationship was a mistake and is over. I am committing myself to being a husband and father and am making a number of changes in my life. I am going to write to many women who I'm inappropriate with and tell them that I am making changes too. So I don't know how many women there were, but anyway... According to him, there were many. I am going to get therapy for being a liar. I will not be contacting you in the future and ask that you do not contact me either. It was just an affair for me. I am sorry that you became so involved. The love for you I mentioned in my letter to you was as a friend. With the changes I am making, a friendship will no longer be possible either. With regards to Monica, I lied to her about you and I from the start. I lied about the watch I bought you and about her and about hiring you. I told her the watch was a group gift and that I had just paid for it because I lied to her about that. She wanted me to stay away from you. Monica offered me the option to be free of our marriage and try to peacefully live with the kids or with you. I said no, and that I still wanted to be with her. That and my lying to her is the reason she took my idea to took my kids to Hawaii I now know that the happiest I have ever been in my life was with Monica, and I know it will be very difficult, but I deserve it. I am so sorry to involve one more person in my game.
1: Do we know for a fact that he wrote that email or it just came from his email address? We do know that he wrote that. Okay. Wow. So
0: he breaks it off with joy. And it does sound like he's really trying to take the steps to repair his relationship with his family. And it seems that maybe Monica was still trying to communicate with Joy because Joy sent her an email that read, quote, "I would prefer that you stop. I am no longer involved in your situation and would like to be left alone. Best of luck." And
1: that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense because at yeah. that point, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to progress in any kind of more communication either exactly. Like- he said his word. He's going back to his family. He's going back to his wife. He's trying to work on this. Yep. She's I'm gonna like, that. all right,
0: I'm, I'm mm-hmm. stepping back and I don't want anything to do with this. The email communications between the three of them stopped mid-March of 2010. And it seemed like Bruce was really trying to turn things around. When Monica came back from Hawaii with the kids, he begged her for forgiveness, saying he wanted to work on things. He told her that she was the love of his life. Her birthday was coming up in a couple of weeks, and he said, you can pick wherever you want to go. A few days before they left, Bruce spoke with a friend and said he was going on the trip to try to work things out with his wife, but he was also prepared to get a divorce if they couldn't reconcile. Okay. So, you know, he's got hope, and Mm -hmm. this is kind of like their last-ditch effort to try to keep it together. So on March 31st of 2010, they arrived at the Moon Palace Resort in Cancun, Mexico. It's a five-star resort. They brought the kids with them, and according to Bruce's mom, they never took any trip without the kids. At the time, Camilla was five and Alec was three. The four of them all stayed in one room, room 7816. And it was a nice room on the second floor. There was a lot of space. It had two big beds and a jacuzzi. And it had an ocean view. Like, it was yeah. awesome.
1: And and Cancun is remarkably good for kids. Like, they have so much for kids to do.
0: Yeah. And this hotel, I mean, it's got, like, a kid's club and yeah, yeah. all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's a great family place. It's kind of known as being, like, a great place for um, parents to take their kids. And according to Bruce... He and Monica agreed to put their issues aside during this vacation and just enjoy their time together. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. said they were getting along splendidly during the trip. Monica's sisters tell a different story. They said they spoke with Monica on Sunday, April 4th, while she was in Cancun. And Monica was upset because she found out Bruce was still texting Joy. (gasps) Joy? Oh, no. Her sister Gianni told her, just come back home, move on from Bruce. It's going to be okay. That same evening, a hotel employee by the name of Eric Reyes stated he saw a man and a woman arguing, who he identified as Monica and Bruce. He said they argued for several minutes outside the hotel restaurant. The woman was crying, and he said the man twice attempted to physically assault the woman, but stopped when he realized this employee was watching. mm -hmm. Now, we all know eyewitness accounts, you know, they're not always reliable, like,
1: Sometimes skew, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So there, so but so there's that. But that is what he said. That was his sworn statement. The next morning, April fifth, it was a Monday. The weather was gorgeous. It was beautiful and sunny. A high of eighty four degrees. I I don't know. What, I always like to know the weather whenever I, like I'm reading cases. Like I want to know what the weather was on that day. It's a, it's a weird thing I have. What is that for you? Is it f-
1: so that you know, like on their last day that they got to embrace
0: like a sunny sky or you know what I would like to think that it's all you know cherries and rainbows like that but it's actually more of okay what were the conditions how would their body have decomposed would they was it cold would the body have been preserved morbid yeah I I take a dark turn with it Mm -hmm. but anyway so high of 84 degrees According to Bruce, Monica decided to take that day for herself. She planned to head to the town where there were all these shops. She was going to do some shopping, go to the spa. Meanwhile, Bruce said I've, he and the kids... Oh, go ahead.
1: Quick question. Okay. My question was, uh, did they take a nanny on these trips? I know that they always take their kids, but was there someone else present or was it just him and her? It's just
0: the four of them. But okay. I, since you mentioned the nanny, they did have a nanny uh, back in Los Angeles. Right. Okay. She gave a sworn statement that the day or, or two days before the trip, Bruce was saying that he and Monica needed to get life insurance policies. Interesting. Yeah. That's never a good sign. No. No. I,
1: you saw me. I like had a little, little no scratch because I'm adjusting back to these temperatures. And I will say, as soon as you said... That I shifted
0: and raised my neck really high, and I did became alert. That. You were, okay? You did have a shift. <laughs> it's not clear if a, a new policy was taken out because they they both already had life insurance policies. So I don't know of if course. he was trying to make a change or anything. You know, and they had kids like you. Ha- you have to have that. None of the life insurance policies they had listed Bruce as a beneficiary. The life insurance policy that was on him would pay out $5 million upon his death to Monica. Right. The life insurance policy on her would pay out 500 th- sorry, $500,000 each to the kids. Mm. So Bruce was not the beneficiary of, of any of this. It's unclear if he was trying to get a new policy where he was the beneficiary or what happened. And again, this is all just from what the nanny says that she overheard. So there's that. Right. So while Monica's having her day out shopping and all of that, uh, Bruce said he and the kids spent the day just hanging out at the hotel. They went down to the pool that afternoon to go swimming. And Camilla, their daughter, hit a milestone. She was able to open her eyes underwater for the first time. She was so excited and she just could not wait to get back to tell her mom. She was like, oh, I gotta let mommy know. They came back to the room, they watched a movie, they took a nap, and then they had dinner together, and Bruce put the kids to bed. Monica had not returned yet.
1: From her day of shopping. and Correct,
0: in the spa. Spa. Carlos Vasquez Olan, a housekeeper at the hotel, was assigned to clean room 7816. He gave a sworn statement to Mexican authorities that on April 3rd, he'd cleaned the room and didn't find anything out of the ordinary. But on April 5th, there was a do not disturb sign on the door when he came by that morning. So he was like, all right, I'll come back later. He returned at 3 p.m. that day, and the sign was still on the door. Then at one point in the afternoon, he ran into Bruce coming out of the room, and he was like, oh, hey, you want me to clean the room? Do you need any fresh towels? And Bruce said, no, everything's fine. Housekeeping never entered the room that day on April 5th.
1: Is this the, the is this the day that the kids, um, Camilla... Will... Had her eyes underwater, open. Yep. And,
0: yep. Okay. It's huh. the day that Monica was going to go out shopping. Right. Monica's sisters said Bruce's story that Monica went to the spa made them suspicious because they had never known Monica to go to a spa. They said she wasn't a spa person and that she didn't like shopping. But a friend mm. of both Monica and Bruce said Monica loved shopping. She loved to treat herself to some pampering from time to time. You've got her family saying one thing, Mm. friends of the Mm -hmm. couple saying another thing.
1: Right. And sometimes your family doesn't know what you do, uh, you know, when you live away from them.
0: I agree. You know, I think I'm not really a spa person either, but occasionally, like when Matt and I went to Vegas, I went to a spa and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. But like, I'm not, I, that's never something I would ask for as a gift or like, Mm -hmm. you know, do on a regular basis, nothing.
1: So if somebody asked your sister, she might say... She's not a spa person.
0: Exactly. Because that's funny you say that. Because Angie did give me a spa day for Christmas one year. And I hated it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I was like, this is awful. It was for for a massage. I hate massages because I do not like strangers rubbing me. And so I told them that because I was like, Angie, I really just don't want people rubbing me. And she was like, well, I got you this, I got you the spa day. I go in, I tell the people, listen, I don't want to be rubbed. Like I'm not into this. And the woman was like, don't worry. I got you.
1: We are opposites. I'm like, oh my gosh, rub all you want. I like. <laughs> I need my back and my shoulders are so flipping tense.
0: I hate it so much. So wow. this woman she was like, "Don't worry i'm I've been practicing Reiki, and she literally just held her hands above my back, like a, like two inches away from my back for half an hour. I was so tense and uncomfortable, I was like, What the fuck is happening?" And she's like. <laughs> the energy. Can you feel the oh energy God. moving? And I was like, no, I can't. I just feel tense. <laughs> so I, I leave, you know, when it's all over and my massage is done and Angie's like, how was it? You know, did you change your mind? You love it. I was like, Angie, she didn't, in case anyone's wondering, my sister's name is Angie. <laughs> Cause I've said it like a million times. And, and I was like, Angie, she didn't even touch me. Like she just held her hands off, you know, two inches up from my back. My sister was so pissed because she had spent, I guess, a lot of money on this. On that. Yeah. I, and I hated it so much. And like, it wasn't even a massage. And Angie was like, what the?
1: Yeah. Anyway, so. So she clearly would be saying now, oh, my God, like, my sister does not do massages. Exactly.
0: She'd be like, no, yeah. she does not want to go to the spa. However, I do like to go to a spa occasionally with Matt. So there's that.
1: Yeah, interesting. so
0: that's the thing. Family doesn't always know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, what you like to do. Monica still hadn't returned to the room by eleven p.m. that night on April fifth. Both her phone and her passport were still in the room. Oh, Mm-hmm. well, that's strange. Oh,
1: at this point, um, is her husband kind of wondering because the kids have been napping? Well, they're probably no, they're they're blown out. They're Sleep in now. they're in bed by this point. Yeah. Is he having, when they interviewed him, I'm sure they did, they did a full investigation. Was he
0: getting kind of worried? So he said that he wasn't worried until around like 10, 30 or 11, because he said Monica is an outgoing person. She is always out at night. She likes the nightlife. Very possible. She made friends. Oh, Could have stopped and talked to someone. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You know, so he was, he was fine with it. He's like, I didn't even really expect her home before 10 or, you know, back to the hotel before 10. Right. That does make sense. Bruce said that she didn't take her phone with her because it was cracked and you had to shout to hear each other so that she just left it, which does seem odd to me Mm -hmm. for a mom not to bring her phone, even if it doesn't work great. Like, I feel like you'd want to be able to check in with your spouse on how the kids are doing. If there's any emergency. Yes, and this is in 2010. Mm -hmm.
1: So, though I've been attached to a phone since I had one like from my freshman year of college, not everybody has. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I assume that business people, especially him as a producer, would be attached to their phone at the age of 2010. Oh, yeah. But maybe she just wasn't, especially if she was annoyed by it or just wanted to be tech free or phone free for that day. And she knows that her kids are in good company because they're with their father. I could see that
0: I, you know, it it is weird though, because I do feel like you're going to have your phone because she did take a purse with her. So it wasn't like she just didn't want to have to deal with it. Just not her passport, which I get the passport thing. Well, I was wondering, too, with the passport, if she needed that for identification purposes in Cancun to go to these towns? I don't Let me know. just tell you,
1: I just went to Iceland and I didn't need a passport unless I was in the airport.
0: Well, you were you went to Mexico too, right? Did oh, you I did a go passport? to Mexico. Um,
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay. I don't think I, I don't think, I mean, I think I carried it with
1: me because that's mm-hmm. what I do or, yeah. some, you know, but I don't know if I ever needed to like use it for any kind of, you know, protection purposes or anything like that, or like, or like to, or to or show like who I am okay. or identification. Yeah. Not that okay. I can remember.
0: So Monica's sister, Gianni, wasn't buying it. She said Monica never left the kids all day with Bruce. She never just left her phone behind. That just wasn't something she would do. And I will state Monica and her sisters were tight. Like, okay, they were all very close. Mm-hmm. But Bruce's mom said Monica went through cell phones like crazy. She said she dropped them in the water, and the sink. She would break them. So maybe she didn't have a great track record with phones and was just like, you know, it was cracked. It wasn't working well. And maybe she was like, you know what? I just want to have like a day to myself. Bruce, take the kids. I don't want to be bothered. Like, I'm leaving this here. Yeah, and you're in Mexico. You're on vacation.
1: And that's the thing. Like, I'm starting to like think about things and I'm like... Okay, if somebody asked my sisters, you know, and I'm tight with them. I mean, we just did a three-way yeah. call yesterday. But there are just things that like... They might assume and think that maybe on, on a given day, on random day or one given day that I don't have, like they'd be like, well, she hikes. She always has her phone mm-hmm. with her. She takes pictures everywhere she goes. And then that day I just somehow didn't have it because I was just using my Apple Watcher. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But there are just these weird things that can happen where someone is adamant because they know you so well, which is true. I mean, when you mm-hmm. know somebody, you assume these are the things that they do because this is what they tell me they do or because this is what I assume they do. But... You know, we don't have answers when we're not there.
0: Yeah, and you know, there are exceptions to everything. So who's to say? She really could have just left her phone behind that day. Oh, this is
1: getting uh, really tunnel-y.
0: <laughs> Bruce said when Monica didn't come back to the room that night, he was getting really worried and nervous. So he kept going out of the room to walk around the hotel and see if he could find her or spot her. The next morning, April 6th, there was still no sign of Monica. That's alarming. Yes. And he was alarmed. So at 7 a.m., Bruce called the front desk of the hotel to say, hey, I expected my wife back last night. She didn't come back. Don't know what to do. They told him to report it to the local prosecutor.
1: Sure. Although I would have been calling a lot earlier than 7 a.m. the next day. I'm just saying.
0: Well, instead of going to the local prosecutor, he went to the U.S. consulate, consulate where they also told him to report to the local prosecutor.
1: Sure. I can also understand going to a U.S. consulate after
0: my story earlier today. Yep. I I can too. So. Okay. So eventually he did report to the prosecutor almost 12 hours later at 5.45 p.m. And don't they say like the first 48 hours are the most important? Just saying. And I'm not sure why the delay. So I was trying to think this through and, you know, devil's advocate and all that. Mm -hmm. He had his kids with him. Remember, he's had his kids with him the whole time. that's
1: true. You don't want to like put them in a position. You don't want to
0: freak them out.
1: Yeah. You want to think everything's normal. Yep. And they're young. They're super they're young. They're very young.
0: They're three and five. They have to be fed, they need naps. He has to mm-hmm. keep them occupied. And so that is the only thing I could think of why he would delay right. that long. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And he could be internally
1: losing his shit while trying to uphold the peace with his kids who are a of three course. and five year old. Yeah. I I mean, again, you don't know what you do in those circumstances unless you're in those circumstances.
0: I agree. So he then starts going between the police station, the American consulate and the hotel, giving statements and talking to investigators. He has his kids with him. And by now they're tired. They're confused. They don't know what's happening. Their mom still isn't back. (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah, I've been trying to hold that in for a really long time. I'm oh, sorry. okay, it's fine.
1: I didn't want to interrupt, and I was like, I don't, "There's," I thought there was going to be a natural lull where I could just get it out, and there
0: was never. All of a sudden, you <laughs> were just like down. Yeah, I need. Um, to, there was a big hack there going on, so yeah. it's okay. So, so Monica still isn't back. Bruce calls Monica's sisters and tells them she's missing. Gianni was like. Monica missing no Monica doesn't just get lost like that's impossible and she would not have gone out for that long without the kids like she would just she would take the kids with her but I can see if Monica wanted a day to herself mm-hmm. why she wouldn't take the kids like we said you know she knew that Bruce was with them and you know she probably was like okay right, he's got right. them. But Gianni felt something was deeply Mm wrong. So she flew from L.A. to Cancun to start her own search and to take the kids. She was going to bring them back to L.A. I mean, she was there right away. On Thursday afternoon, April 8th, Bruce was waiting at the hotel and was ushered back to his room. He didn't know what was going on. When he opened the door, there were several people waiting for him, including three cops. And according to Bruce, they said... We think you killed Monica, but money might make the problem go away.
1: Whoa. Now, this is
0: what Bruce said was said to him. At this point, if he didn't have anything to do with her murder, imagine this scene where you come in and cops are telling you that you have killed your significant other. In a different country, no less. Exactly. Then a female investigator led him outside away from everybody and told him Monica's body had been found.
1: Okay. I, th- I mean, I was like, okay, there's got to be obviously something. Mm-hmm. Huh. When
0: Bruce heard Monica had been killed, he said, quote, I just sat down and held my head for a long time. I had been afraid that something had happened, but I wouldn't allow myself to go there. Monica was found on what would have been her 42nd birthday. Oh, my God. According to the autopsy report, her official cause of death was asphyxiation by suffocation. She was strangled to death. She also had some bruising on her face and a blunt head wound, which the report stated could have been made by a metal tube, a bat, or a stick. Not sure how a stick has the ability to make the same impression that like a metal, like a
1: metal tube would or a metal yeah. pipe or something. Hmm.
0: But that's what it said. Uh, the report also stated it appeared she fell in a bathtub.
1: Don't know. Because of the, because of the head wound?
0: Well, actually, because she had some bruising on her buttocks, and they said, oh, that looks like she fell in a bathtub. Where was she found? So, she was found in a sewer drain about 45 (sighs) yards from her hotel room. Oh. I don't know why or how they came up with the whole bathtub thing. That makes no sense to me. It just feels weird that it's even on an autopsy report because that's so—that's such speculation. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was a bathtub. I don't know. She had a giant gash in her forehead. She was naked and her body had been stuffed, like I said, down the sewer drain. It was found bloated and floating mm-hmm. because when a corpse is submerged in water, Bacteria builds up in the gut and chest, creating gas. And this process occurs faster in tropical environments than in cold ones. And this is Cancun. It was 84 degrees. Her purse was found with her body. It contained her ID, but her credit cards and money were missing. And there was no room key. Where was the room key? Did she leave that behind? That wouldn't make sense to me. Mm. So, And as far as I know, that room key was never found.
1: Uh, I was just gonna say, did anybody say that there was any kind of tampering in the room? Did um, did he report that anything was missing?
0: No, Bruce never said no. According okay. to everything I read, nothing in the room seemed. Disturbed. I just
1: wondered if somebody could have taken that key and then tried to. Maybe they knew that they had money. They're, you know, these American people who came in and had. You know, you just try to think of all the things. Well, we'll
0: get into. Th- to what the prosecution says later, which could make sense about the room key, but we'll uh, we'll uh. talk about that. So the hotel manager was the one to break the news to Gianni that they had found her sister. Because she's already there at this point. Mm-hmm. Right away, Gianni said, there's only one person that could have done this, and that's Bruce. Oof. And there were definitely some things that made Bruce look suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, already. <laughs> For starters, several hotel guests reported seeing Bruce and Monica fighting in the days leading up to her death. Two teenagers that were staying in the room directly below Bruce and Monica said that on the morning of April 5th, around 6 a.m., they were woken by sounds of screaming. They said it sounded like a woman in distress. The screaming went on for about 15 minutes. There was a lot of banging, and they claimed to hear a woman yelling, help, help. They reported this to the hotel staff, and when the concierge called up to the room to check on things, she states that Bruce answered and told her he and his wife were having an argument and they would try to keep it down. So so the wife was not seen at that time? The concierge never spoke to Monica. Mm-hmm. Immediately, Mexican authorities zeroed in on Bruce as the prime suspect. He was questioned at length. Of course, yeah, he... It's just that he had two kids to account for. So, like, where would they be in all this? Exactly. That's what makes this so baffling. When asked about the argument the morning of the 5th, Bruce says there was a miscommunication with the concierge due to the language barrier. That what he had actually told her was the noise was from a game he was playing with his kids. That he and his wife were both, I mean, they were all there at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. He said he woke up at 5 a.m. that morning, which was normal for him. He's got two youngins. And he and Alec, the three-year-old, started playing a game they called Mater, where they would act like the tow truck from the Disney movie Cars Aww. and run backwards around the room and crash into furniture, which honestly sounds like the best that's, time for a three-year-old yeah. boy. And that's that feels like a very natural game Valid. that yes, they yes. would play. And that would create a lot of squeals and screaming Mm -hmm. and, you know, banging sounds. He said they also played a game called Japanese Man. Don't know why it's called that. Don't understand that. Where everything is the opposite. So if you kick someone, it feels good. If you hug someone, it's painful. And he said that this resulted in a lot of early morning laughing and screaming. Bruce said Monica left around 830 that morning of the 5th. For the shopping. For the the shopping. She wore a blue sundress, sandals, and gold hoop earrings. And as she left, she said, "Chow, I love you, I'll be back soon. According to court documents, her daughter Camilla remembers her saying "Chow" as she left. Okay. But investigators weren't buying the story. They pressed Bruce on why her phone was still in the room, which he replied it was cracked, so she Mm -hmm. just didn't take it with her. Then they wanted to know why he didn't report her missing until the morning after he last saw her. He said she was a night owl. He thought maybe she just made some friends while she was out and she was having a good time. But then the investigators were like, hey, how'd you get all those scratches on the back of your neck and hands? Bruce had some noticeable marks on him, which he explained were the result of a day at a water park. Uh hmm he said mm. he and the kids had gone to one of those, um, I think it's like a lazy river kind of thing. Yeah, like You have your raft and you kind of flip They along. have those. Yeah, 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 definitely. And he said that as he was climbing out, there were some rocks and some nylon rope and he scraped himself up on that as he was trying to get out. Their daughter Camilla stated that she remembers helping Monica put Band-Aids on her dad.
1: Oh. So there's hmm. that. All right. Okay.
0: Unfortunately, investigators didn't check for DNA underneath Monica's fingernails because they said the body was too decomposed. Mm -hmm. So there's no way to determine if the scratches on Bruce were caused by Monica. I found a study regarding the collection of DNA underneath fingernails once a corpse has been submerged in water. It's from the Institute of Environmental Science and Research in New Zealand. It presents two case studies where DNA was collected from fingernails that had been submerged in water. To sum it up, it basically says, yeah, you should absolutely test the fingernails test. for DNA evidence. Because in one of the cases, they were actually able to match it to a suspect and he was convicted in this case study. And it's, it's interesting to read. I'm going to post the link to it. Honestly, I would think you would do that for any murder. At this, like, right. just extract, the, just extract
1: what you can, and if you get something, well, that's going to be helpful. And if you don't, I mean, you're in the same position you were before.
0: Exactly. I mean, we we talk about this a lot. I keep bringing up the the Patrick McDermott the hat mm-hmm. where they send it off, and they were like, "Ah, no, it's not worth checking." Not, right. I don't know if it's. I mean, I'm sure there's like, you know, a money situation. Like everything costs money to do the testing, but like, why wouldn't yeah. you just test that? Right. So, based on their conversations with Bruce and the circumstances surrounding Monica's death, Mexican authorities were like, Yeah, I don't know. You seem pretty sus. So, mm-hmm. they took his passport and told him not to leave Mexico until they had concluded their investigation. And he was like, Cool, cool, cool. Which seems, it's, I was going to say, that seems standard. Yeah.
1: At this point, where are the kids? Are they back with Gianna? Gianni and, had
0: taken uh, them to LA. Okay. okay. So, they're actually living with Bruce's parents at this point. Okay. But Bruce didn't do as the authorities asked. Instead, he paid to have Monica's body cremated and then took a bus to the Texas border, showed his driver's license because his passport had been taken, Mm -hmm. and he simply walked across the border and then took a train back to L.A.
1: Well, that doesn't seem very suspicious at all as I roll my eyes. Yeah. It's not looking
0: great. No. Bruce claimed his lawyer at the time told him it was okay for him to go back home, that he didn't need to stay, and Mexican authorities had never put in an official request for him to stay, so he didn't. He said, my wife had been killed, I was completely fucked up, I tried to stay there, and when I realized I couldn't accomplish anything, I went home to be with my children. I I get that too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. And
0: while he was back in LA, the media did not leave him or his kids alone.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, we, I mean, we have an episode on the paparazzi, so like.
0: Yeah, on the Patreon. Bruce and the kids would be outside like playing on the swing set and photographers are taking pictures from over the fence and like trying to get him to talk. And hey, Bruce, hey, how's it going? It, it's, I mean, it's and really. Again,
1: when tragedy strikes, you're trying to keep that that child's consistency and yes. routine as normal as, as possible. As normal as
0: possible, yep.
1: Um, because they just they just process things so so differently. Of mm-hmm. course, you know, I mean a three year old just isn't gonna quite understand the depths of what happens when exactly you have a loss of a mom and as a, as opposed to like a twelve year old, right? So uh yeah. I you know
0: it's, it's a tough this one. This is
1: very complicated.
0: So while Bruce is at home, the authorities in Mexico are gathering evidence and building their case against him. A few months later in November Bruce was arrested. Authorities in Mexico felt they had gathered enough evidence against him, and he was held in a federal detention center while Mexico went through the paperwork to get him extradited back there.
1: Okay. I was like, what's the, re- or not reciprocity, what's the, yeah, detainment the, the or- process. Uh, what, The process. process. Yeah. yeah. I don't... So
0: he would have, he would have to be extradited back to Mexico to be tried there since that's where right. the, the, the m- murder, murder occurred. occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just so much paperwork to make that happen, and it's all a very long process. Because don't they have to work with the U.S. Yes, because he's a citizen here. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and his parents were granted guardianship of the kids of the while kids. he was being detained. I actually found a summary of the extradition process, and I'll I'll post that because it shows like all of the sworn statements from mm-hmm. witnesses and all of that, and it's just interesting to read through. The evidence Mexico presented to the American magistrate included blood found in the hotel room as well as on the railing outside of it footprints around the sewage cistern which they believed matched Bruce's and an excessive amount of repeated entries and exits on his key card hotel on records card. on Bruce's oh, yeah. key card they
1: never found hers correct. no i
0: couldn't find anything about that mm. Hotel records show that beginning at midnight, the evening of, a- of April 5th, Bruce used his key card nine times from midnight to 7 a.m. Four of these times were within a 15-minute span from 4 a.m. to 4.15 a.m. So he was awake then. Wait, were there video cameras? Interesting you should ask. The hotel claims there is no video surveillance with Monica on it, and that any video footage that would have been directed at that area was not working at that time. You know,
1: these things do happen because my Starlink on my car was not working at the time. The 3G was expired or not. It wasn't mm. accessible at the time. And so these things do happen. I do understand that.
0: And um, I remember, he had said that he kept going out of the room that night to check and see if he could Spot Monica, right, and that was, and
1: so that's an accuracy that makes sense to me, right? Like you can't leave very far. You can go
0: downstairs of the, you can't leave the hotel because your children are upstairs sleeping. Exactly, right? Four times within a fifteen-minute span from four a.m. to four fifteen a.m. Is a little fishy. Yeah, but what what exactly can you do in
1: fifteen minutes time span? Okay, and I'm saying this because think about this: your stomach is churning, your children are asleep, you're probably pacing. I would be all over the place. I'd be like going downstairs, going upstairs, peeing my brains out, going downstairs. Um, you know, like I, I think I would just be all over the place. And so in that case, yes, does it sound sus- suspicious? Sure, of course. This whole fucking thing sounds suspicious. Mm-hmm, however, sure. <laughs> however. I think thinking about all the details and the millions of, of ratios of the details that you could put together, it,
0: exponential to me. It's interesting. It's not looking good. No. After 14 months of being held in the detention center, Bruce was extradited to Mexico on February 9th, 2012. Wow. There was a preliminary hearing to see if there was enough evidence to go to trial, and they decided there was. Trials are different in Mexico than in the United States. Yeah. So here we have a courtroom, a jury, witnesses take the stand. In Mexico, it's kind of like a series of meetings. There is no jury. The judge is the one to investigate the facts, examine witnesses, appoint experts if needed and then the attorneys will counsel their clients and prepare pleadings and documents like whereas here attorneys are finding witnesses and and calling them to the stand that's it's different right. in mexico so question th- for the attorneys
1: are these the families like her sisters hired attorneys for her side or is it mexico as a sanction as a uh, whatever i'm not sure you where how- in the state that somebody is murdered it's usually the state
0: versus um, sure. You but, know, that's a great question. I'm not sure how he found his lawyer. So that, yeah, I'm, I don't know. That'd be a good thing to look up. So everything is done through written presentations to the judge. And a lot of times there is more than one trial taking place in the room. Like it's, it's a, basically one big. Like, like
1: um defendant, but there's also another case at the same time going on
0: yeah because it's just it's just people reading through documents yeah it's meetings it's a series of meetings maybe that's actually better i don't know i don't know bruce said quote the courtroom that i'm being tried in looks like a very busy shipping office above a warehouse someplace the trial lasted three years oh i thought you're gonna say three days
1: years so this was 2012 so 2015 is when it ended yep. holy so five yes. whole years later
0: Yes. And the reason it dragged on as long as it did is because sometimes witnesses just wouldn't show up to court when they were supposed to. So they'd have to reschedule and be like, you know, two, two and a half months out. So it was just a lot of waiting around. And then sometimes the judge wouldn't show up and the judge's assistant would preside. So just very different from the system here in the States. Bruce said he estimated that he appeared in court around 45 times during the course of his trial. The prosecution said they believed Bruce killed Monica in the hotel room. So this is the case that they're trying to present. They said they believed Bruce killed Monica in the room and left her body there during the day, which is why he didn't want housekeeping to come in. Then at night, he moved the body down to the sewer drain, lifted the cover off the drain where he disposed of her body, then cleaned up the scene. The drain cover weighed 250 pounds. That's heavy. But remember, he had done bodybuilding for years. Oh, right. Bringing that back. Uh-huh. So it's plausible. Uh huh. And the sewer drain was visible from their hotel room. So he could have been eyeing it possibly which if he didn't do it is really creepy to think that while he was in the room with his kids worried about where she was someone was out there burying his wife Mm -hmm. within view so there's no record of
1: her leaving for the day for that shopping like no video record
0: the guests of this hotel wear these bands and they are tracked so that every time a guest leaves or enters the hotel, it's like scanned, I guess. Oh, OK.. Mm-hmm. There is no record that she ever left the hotel.
1: Ooh, that's that's looking like a very calculated, possibly, like incident.
0: As the trial dragged on, the prosecution's case began to fall apart in court. The blood that was found in and around the hotel room was tested, and it did not match Monica's. One of Bruce's attorneys said she couldn't have been killed in the room because the injuries that she had would have produced a
1: ton of blood. That's what I was going to add. That was what I was going to follow up with after I asked about the video camera and her leaving, Mm -hmm. is... Didn't she? Ha- she had a head wound.
0: She had blunt force trauma.
1: And you're going to find blood. I mean, okay, come on. You're in a hotel room. How much like Clorox can you get from the local market? I'm, you know.
0: Exactly. And your kids are there. So that, I mean, I just don't see that she, oh. I don't think she was killed in the hotel room. Yes. Kayla, you have your hand raised. Um, I have a question. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so.
1: It um, Was there like a, there's like a kids thing where you can drop off the kids for a, you know, on a cruise, I think there's little kids rooms and you can actually have them babysit your kids.
0: I I, so I know that they had a kids club. It would be interesting to figure out if they have like a babysitter. I don't think they do that's an interesting you can just take your kid there and play there I just wondered yeah. because I know that I think it's on
1: cruises or some kind of or maybe it's sandals resorts or something where you can mm. drop off your kids and then you can go have your little mommy and daddy alone time or you know just drink on the beach that's or whatever.
0: really interesting I didn't even think about that so that's I'm like thinking I you are a sick motherfucker
1: no, I'm not even going to say that. I don't even want to say you fucking. First, I thought you were talking about me. I was like, oh, oh my God. No. I just oh. like true crime. Does that
0: make me a sick
1: motherfucker? No, 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 no. I'm just saying if you were to murder your wife and the mother of your children in the room that they're in at that time, like that is beyond a
0: monster. Right. And the thing is, I'll state this Bruce had no criminal record. No one that was interviewed said that he had any kind of violent streak in him. Again, he was very even keeled. Mm -hmm. He was steady. Now, that doesn't mean that he couldn't have snapped. Snapped, right, right. But it's just, it seems, I don't know. I don't know because uh, there's just, I keep going back and forth. Okay, so the prosecution also wasn't able to produce the Q-tip that was used to collect the blood. And they had taken some items out of the hotel room Mm -hmm. as potential evidence. Right, right. But it was all contaminated by mold and water damage while it was in police custody. The footprints that were found near the sewer drain that they thought matched Bruce did not. The shoe size did not match. And they did not do a rape kit on Monica. Which could have provided clues as to who might have done this. That
1: they should have done for sure.
0: Also, I have another thought.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> How I've heard sometimes in, in Mexico, or maybe any country even here, probably. I, don't, I mean, again, I'm not even saying in Mexico you can do this, I'm just making an assumption. People need money, and maybe someone was hired to do something. Have they checked bank accounts? Have so, they, I mean,
0: that. That's another thing I thought, too. I was like, you know what? He could have just hired people to do this. But I don't know. So there were the so-called eyewitnesses. The two teenagers who reported hearing screaming the morning of the 5th never appeared in court. I'm not even sure that they were called to court. The employee that said he saw Bruce and Monica fighting on April 4th said he was mistaken and that Bruce was not the man he saw. And that housekeeper that said he spoke with Bruce on the 5th, asking if he wanted him to clean the room, when he went into court as a witness, before anyone asked a question, he said, quote, I wasn't there that day, I didn't see anything, I don't know anything, and I don't know why I'm here as a witness. But Bruce is on record as saying he did have the Do Not Disturb sign on the door all day because he was just hanging with his kids and he didn't want to be bothered. Sure. And you don't want to leave your room if you don't want to leave your room to get your room cleaned, right? Like I, But I we did it, go down to the pool that day. So why not just like get some, get the beds made and get some fresh towels? Yeah, but oftentimes, I, I mean, I was just in a place
1: of travel and there were times where like I i Am not looking for that service, right? I just I don't even come yeah, in here. It's fine. I can like, see that too.
0: I, I'm going to pick up too. some towels
1: on my way back up, but I'm going to collect the towels into a towel heap, and then you can come in, or maybe the next day. I want. I I fluctuate. Sometimes I I'm like I want the the bed, whatever, mm-hmm. and like the turn down service or whatever. But I try not to. To be honest, I don't want to make somebody work so hard for me, like. You know, it's nice to have that luxury, but at the same time, sometimes I just am like, no, like they can go do somebody else's room. Like I'm fine and I'm going to put my do not disturb and I'm not even in the damn room. Again, sometimes
0: though, I, I don't, you know. I, yeah, I could see that scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, a hotel security guard gave a sworn statement to Mexican authorities about the wristbands that she uh, was, there was no record that she left the resort that day. So if she was planning on going shopping, going to the spa, she did not make it there. Now, there is a spa at the resort, so it's possible that she stayed at the resort and went to the spa. Maybe she met some people at the hotel bar and hung around there. Maybe she ran into someone that was dangerous. We don't know. What we do know is that she never left the resort. Except that
1: she did when she died, and so they must have record of her body leaving with her little wristband, unless they cut it off. She
0: was found 75 yards from the hotel room, remember? She was found in the sewer. Oh, yeah, it wasn't that far away. That's right. Oh,
1: KKKKK. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you've got contaminated evidence. You've got a prosecution case that is falling apart. You've got witnesses recanting their stories. It's a mess. So in 2013, this would have been about a year into the trial, the court appointed an independent criminologist to review all the evidence. After six months, he released his report, concluding that Monica was not murdered in her hotel room and that there was no physical evidence linking Bruce to her murder.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yet the court system went on for another two years after that? hmm The resort insists there was no security footage, as, as I said before, and that any cameras that would have shown the area where the sewer drain was either weren't okay. focused on that area at the time or they were not working. So we don't have footage of that area. The Moon Palace Resort, despite being this luxurious five-star hotel, doesn't exactly have a squeaky clean track record. Oh, it's got some shiftiness, huh? Some shadiness. It's got a little, it's got a little grime on it. Needs Shifty, a little shady. Need, needs mm. a little Windexed. Scrape out that grime. Windex, do you want to sponsor us? <laughs> One month after Monica was murdered, a woman by the name of Emily was staying at the hotel with her friend Casey. Emily starts to get hungry. She's like, I'm going to order room service. Casey, meanwhile, steps out. So when the hotel employee came up to the room to deliver the food, he immediately attacked Emily and (gasps) attempted to rape her. Oh. Emily started screaming and her friend came running back in, at which point the hotel worker ran out. He was eventually fired, but this was never brought up in Bruce's trial as a possible suspect. In 2009... 77-year-old Julia Howard from Scotland was vacationing at the Moon Palace with her daughter, son, and daughter-in-law. Their first morning there, they all had breakfast together, and they planned to take a walk. And Julia was like, if we're going to take a walk, I want to run up to the room to get my hat. She never returned. Her body was found five weeks later in a swamp three miles south of the resort. Like maybe had gone down the sewer system? Just saying. I don't well I don't know if the sewer system would have ended in the swamp.
1: I don't know. I just think a sewer swamp and But again,
0: voila. I hadn't even thought about that. That's interesting. The state attorney general said she probably just got disoriented and wandered off and died of natural causes. Her family was like, uh, no. no. She was totally with it. Very independent. She didn't just get lost. She went lost. to Mexico at 77. You're
1: independent if you're going to Mexico at 77.
0: And this was her fifth time at the resort. Oh. So she didn't just get lost from the breakfast table to her room. Something's fishy.
1: Can can we just pause for a minute? This is sounding so White Lotus right now. Like, are you watching that show? Yes. I'm obsessed with the White Lotus. Oh my God. Like I, all of a sudden, you know, clearly I just must hear music in my ears because I'm hearing like the theme song of it. And I'm, I'm going down this route and I'm like, oh oh my God, they've made a show about this almost. Like it's just all the circumstances are starting. My hands, my palms are getting sweaty and, and I'm not even a
0: part of this. I'm just talking about it. It's so interesting because I do see, how both sides could be argu- argued in julia howard's case the hotel stated that according to their records she never left the resort
1: they need to check those bracelets they need to get some new friggin
0: bracelets yeah i don't know how these bracelets really work but it's
1: interesting by the way quick question 2022 mm-hmm. right now real time mm-hmm. is this um hotel the resort still open yes it is okay just wondered.
0: After a year and a half, Mexican police concluded no criminal activity had occurred and they were closing Julia Howard's case. In 2007, a Canadian man named Jeff Taze—I think it's Taze. It's T-O-E-W-S. I know there's a hockey player with that last name. I think it's Taze—was found lying on the concrete on the grounds of the hotel. His skull had been crushed. His friends and family that were vacationing with him—because he was with a big group of people— believe he was beaten yeah yeah you
1: you don't you can have a fall and you can have a cracked skull or you know bleeding brain or whatever but if it's crushed someone has done that
0: mexican authorities said he was intoxicated and either fell down the stairs or out a second story window i saw both of those theories listed okay a fall yes all right so who knows Mm -hmm. i mean that's okay i you could have a crushed skull then
1: i retract i just wasn't thinking about a fall
0: And I found a review someone left on TripAdvisor. I'm not going to read it. It's a little long, but it details an incident that occurred within a family that was vacationing at the Moon Palace. And it just kind of makes you go, huh. So I took a screenshot of it. I'm going to post it on the Patreon. It's just like a little bonus for our dear Patronians. Um, It's just like another little interesting thing. So things were looking up for Bruce because the prosecution's case, like I said earlier, was falling apart. They didn't have any physical evidence linking him to the crime. Their idea that he killed her and dragged her body to the sewer was pretty implausible. He was on the second floor. He would have had to drag her body down a flight of stairs without anyone noticing. Right. And, without blood traipsing everywhere. Yeah. And he had kids with him the whole time. Bruce said, quote, I'm not the greatest guy in the world, but I'm also not a criminal. On March 12th, 2015, a court officer went to the prison to give Bruce the verdict. So it's not like here where the person's in the courtroom and they read it out. Yeah, yeah. In Mexico, someone just like shows up at your cell one day and tells you if you were found innocent or guilty. And you don't know when that day is coming. Just like, like, they just show up. Huh. Bruce was found guilty of homicide. Mexico doesn't have the death penalty, and he actually got a pretty lenient sentence. He was sentenced to just 12 years, but that sentence was reduced to seven and a half years for good behavior, plus he just had to pay a $2,000 fine.
1: Which he clearly could do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and with so time, he's out. He's out. He was released in 2019, so he is a free man.
1: And so this whole time, has his parents had the custody
0: of the kids? Yes, Unfortunately, Bruce's dad passed away in 2018, a year before he was released. So that is that is really sad. Um, And once Bruce was out, he petitioned to have the guardianship uh, dissolved and his mom didn't put up a fight. She was like, of course. Yeah, they're your kids. So he got his kids back. He does have a girlfriend now, at least uh, he did at the with the last article that I read. What about Monica's sisters? Are they involved? Monica's mm-hmm. sisters fought for the kids. I they figured. they wanted the kids. They they believe in their heart of hearts that Bruce murdered their sister. I mean, they fought from beginning to end. You know, to get him extradited to to be there for part of the trial. Um, they really did try to get justice for their sister. They believe that Bruce is. The one and only suspect, like Gianni said, she said, there is only one person that could have done this. It was Bruce. It is a tough one because there are a lot of things that make yeah. him look pretty guilty. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Do you think he did it?
1: Um, I think that there were probably times in his life where he's like, fuck my wife in the literal literal sense, but like, and I wish you were dead or I want to kill her because in a tumultuous marriage, um, when you're having problems, those are things that could come out, right? Um, do I think he, do I think he thought it in, in a moment of rage when they were fighting? Probably. I feel like people do that all the time, to be honest, Mm. when they're mad,
0: I don't know that people always think like, oh, I wish I could kill them. Not that th- that I
1: could kill them, but I I wish she was dead or I, I, I want to kill them right now because they're mad. This is, I mean, th- this is a thing that's out there, right? That doesn't mean that you are doing that action. Sure. But when you're in a big fight, you, you may think that I'm not saying everybody, I'm saying like, this is the thing that happens in, in, in marriages and relationships and whatever. It's like, they get mad. It's like, oh, I want to like, like. Like when you were younger or whatever. Oh, I wanna I ki- I wanna kill that kid that ate my sandwich. You say words, right? Doesn't mean you're doing those actions. So do you think he did it? Okay, that's I was just gaining some time for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest. Real honest that I was trying to like, you know, um, like grab some minutes or some some moments of thought. Mm-hmm. I only say no because he's Father, like I don't want to believe that he did that
0: to fathers his, murder uh, their oh, Murder kids.
1: They murder their kids. True. I I'm, I'm very aware of this. In fact, I've just read like four articles on four different men who have murdered their families, like Ugh. an Arizona one, like and their their wife it, like in front of a kid and then murder their kids. Or did it like um what is it, murder suicide? Where then they kill themselves mm. four articles in the past month about these people around the US That's even. Awful. They were all in the US too. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm aware of that, but it, I just like, I I want to believe the good in people and there's already something, there's a bad person in this scenario because she was murdered. So there's definitely somebody that, and I, I
0: don't know. I don't know. I will say this. So I changed my mind multiple times. Even as of this morning, I was, I was debating and I was talking it out with Matt and I was still debating but i think he's innocent one i think why would the money and credit cards be gone i mean sure he could have made it if he did it he could have been trying to make it look look like a robbery right but i don't think he would have left the phone like i don't think he would have left the phone and the passport and all that um Lying in the room, if he was trying to make it look like a robbery, he could have just gotten rid of those. So it wasn't even a question. And that sewer cover was heavy. And, like, yeah, I do think he could have lifted it. But what I think possibly happened is she did meet up with some people, maybe at a bar, whatever. You know, she could have easily befriended someone she shouldn't have. I think she. And this, I'm I'm not accusing anyone here because I don't know. This is just my opinion. I think it had to have been possibly two people that were familiar mm-hmm. with the hotel grounds.
1: I have definitely thought about once you talked about the girl who was assaulted, I was like, I think there's more than one person. Mm -hmm. I think it's people looking for, I mean, people who maybe, maybe they're desperate. Maybe they just need some extra money. I mean, people do some fucking wild shit and some wicked, horrible things to get a hundred
0: bucks. Why choose that sewer drain? You know, like if you're just a guest at the hotel, you're not going to necessarily know what that is. Like I'll, I'll post a picture of the actual drain where she was found. It's covered. Like you're not going to see a body or anything like that, but I'm going to post a picture of what it is. If I'm a guest, I'm, I wouldn't know what that was.
1: Right. I barely even sometimes know what the insides of hotels look like that I'm not currently in. Like if, if, if I don't go to the bar, I'm not going to know what it looks like or where it is. If I don't go, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I just go to hotels to stay in the room and then leave the next day.
0: And I think, you know, when you said that about uh, the Julia Howard case with a swamp. I, now I really am curious as to where that sewer leads to because that's just interesting. If she was, if her body was disposed of in the same way, I, I, it, cause it was five weeks before she turned up. So,
1: and, and we're, and we're all the, I mean, were the teeth intact. I don't know. I don't know what's on the black market these days. Like, are people looking for teeth these days or a hand or was everything intact? Know.
0: on these? Well, you know, I'm going well, to put all these she, things out
1: there to think about what,
0: she was intact. I never read anything about like her teeth were missing or anything <laughs> or any body part was missing. She was intact. Or organs is mostly what I'm thinking Correct. of. I said yeah. teeth, but I think you knew where I was going with that. Yeah. I just think because of where she was found, it had to have been hotel employees.
1: And I just think there are some malicious people out there that have this intent. I mean, did you watch the the, the Dahmer We've talked. I about have. I still thing. haven't watched that okay. yet.
0: I'm surprised I haven't
1: watched it. I didn't finish it actually because it was starting to just gross me out, and I was like, I, you know, whatever. I'm. I mean, I kind of yeah. like. Obviously, I know the story, and mm-hmm. it also was just making me feel really sick to think that somebody. I mean, he just genuinely, truly wanted to take apart body parts and oh. and murder people and and sometimes eat. The flesh or the blood or whatever, like he just went there was no rhyme or reason, and again, I haven't finished it all, but like i that's just mm-hmm. he just
0: wanted to do that, going back a little bit, another thing that I couldn't find any record of is if her credit cards were used after the fifth because they were missing, so if someone took them, they likely took them to use them
1: right, yeah, that is an interesting one that they should have they that should be somewhere on record about an investigation they should have looked at those credit cards for sure
0: yeah i just feel like this could possibly be a case of you know they wanted him to be the person and so they made their case around that Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make any sense to me and like all the people recanting their statements and then there's the whole thing with the nanny saying that bruce wanted to take out a new insurance policy two days before they left for kink like that doesn't look good for sure um i have a another question yeah raise your hand please
1: (laughs) I'm just curious I'm trying to think of age wise these kids must be at least one of them's in their early 20s
0: they were five and three in 2010 so they are like 16 and 14 okay
1: so actually not early 20 that's right it was five and yeah five and three so they're a little bit younger actually Mm -hmm. they're still probably underage I was thinking that if they were a little bit older, I wondered if they had made an account of anything besides what they'd already done, if they've had any kind of articles or anything. Because I'm thinking if I were an adult and I had faced this as a child, I might mm-hmm. want to talk about it later, especially if I'd gone to therapy and, Well, the Well, so the two kids but...
0: were put in therapy immediately upon their return to L.A. And according to the therapist, she did not find any evidence that the kids witnessed their parents fighting that they so ever saw any violence the kids seemed to be doing really well and when then when they were staying with bruce's parents his parents both said you know they they're kids and they can adapt and they are are doing okay and they're going to school and they they're with their dad and well now they yeah. were not they did not get to see their dad oh, for me, you me. oh yeah 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 <laughs> Right, now that, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it, they, he didn't see them. them for years while right. he was in prison. If he did do it, then he definitely did not serve enough time. He did seven and a half years. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. No, right. If he didn't do it, that means the killer or killers are yep. still out there. And yeah, he lost those the years. Seven years of
1: his kids. His dad yeah.
0: passed away. He missed his kids his,
1: like growing up. And regardless, if he didn't do it and he and his wife were having marital problems, Doesn't matter. He still loves his wife. He 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 lost his wife, and he didn't get to grieve appropriately if he didn't do it because you can't grieve appropriately in a jail cell for doing something or for being Mm -hmm. in there for something you didn't do.
0: Yeah, it's just it's a tough it's a tough one because I mean no one wins in this situation, and it's just I.
1: I think the other thing, too, about um, the kids and, you know, what what was asked about them and what, you know, what they talked about and they said, oh, you know, kids sometimes don't notice things. They can be resilient. Well,
0: see, and I couldn't find like a transcription of the of the court hearings where Camilla supposedly said that she remembered her mom saying chow the morning of the 5th and that she remembered putting Band-Aids on Bruce with her mom, because if those did happen then? Yeah, Bruce definitely didn't kill her in the hotel room. If he did, you know, right, right. And again, though, she was five. So, did was there any kind of like persuading? Like, oh, was was your mommy there to put the band aids on, or you know, who? Like, it's just hard to know because the kids mm-hmm. were so young when so it young. happened. But uh, yeah, I want to know what all of you think. You can. Comments on the Instagram post because, as usual, we'll post photos from this episode and, you know, leave your thoughts in the comments there. And while you're at it, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. You can find us to do that at
1: Gmail or at our Gmail account, (laughs) which is horrorwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Or any of the social medias, including YouTube at
0: Horrorwood Podcast. And you can join our Patreon. <laughs> I saw the look on your face like, is there something else?
1: I knew there was, too. <laughs> it's just like I'm not used to it. And so I was like, wait.
0: I know. It's still very new that we actually like have it. Uh, our Patreon is patreon.com slash horrorwoodpodcast. So tell us what you think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And give us an account of, of what you think when it comes to like either guilty or not. And then why? I would like to know other people's whys. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There's just so, I mean, oh, it's so baffling. And the fact- I'll probably that, change my mind tonight. That, that is the thing. Because, I mean, I read so many articles. I watched videos. He did this whole like video diary from prison. I'm watching all this stuff. And literally, I could start with one opinion. And by the time I finished that, I had a different opinion. Wow. Wow
1: it is i mean no i'm digesting like it is this i think that's the thing the ones that you know we don't have closure on are sometimes the hardest
0: ones right kate like oh always it's just like what the hell happened because right now as of today i think he's innocent which means the killers got away with it Mm -hmm. so where the fuck are they I don't
1: know. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I guess mean, I was like,
0: I was waiting. I was like, tell me, Kaylee, where the fuck are
1: they? <laughs> they're probably still at the resort. I don't know. Oh, God. That's terrifying to think. I, I, I like can't stop thinking about White Lotus right now, though. Also, I was watching it before um, we did this podcast.
0: Ooh, it's Sunday. It comes out. um, Yeah, it comes out tonight because we're recording this the day before we actually post this. So, (gasps) yay! That's mine. Matt and I always watch it on Sunday nights. That's it, everybody. We love you. Stay spicy. Stay alert.